Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is the Shabbat, March 19th, 2022. Um, I thank everybody for coming on today. It's um, kind of a gloomy day, and I got to put on a lot of lights, so it, it might look kind of weird in here. Um, <clears throat> do I have an announcement today? I do. Announcement number one is that I'm located on three platforms, and that is um, uh, ooh. <laughs> um, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple. Go to the Apple iTunes store, download me on your Apple um, phone, and you can take me everywhere you want to go. Don't forget to hit that follow and the bell so that you can be notified um, whenever new um, lessons come up. And remember, I upload new lessons on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we always do a live show on um, Saturday, which is the Sabbath. If you want to join our live show and it is growing, please send me um, your email through the Spotify and I will be sure to um, include you in the live um, Shabbat teaching. As you know, this is um, the scriptural cliff note sessions. As I said and continue to say, um, this is a shortened, meaty version of the scriptures. Now, we will go through all 66 books. I will talk about these books. I will break down whatever needs to be broken down in regards to uh, what we're dealing with today so that you can relate to it, to encourage you to seek the word for yourself. That's the reason why I know people who um, have ever been to high school or college and they don't want to read a thick old book. They will get the cliff note and it's giving you all the meat of what's happening. So you'll be in the know and be able to discuss it when you don't have the time to read the old book. That's what we do here. OK, this is why it's the cliff note sessions with a little bit more information so that you will be informed in regards to the scriptures and be able to move closer to the most high. That's number one. Number two, we are currently in the book of Numbers, which is the fourth book of Moses. Now, I wanna tell you something. When we were in um, Exodus, I was uploading the book of Jasper from, um, from um, and I broke it down in five, um, little lessons uploaded onto the uh, platform library and people kind of neglected to listen to the fifth book but i will tell you this if you really want to know what's going on in numbers my suggestion is to listen to the book the fifth book of the book of jasa that i uploaded because it gives you more information on it and honestly the book of numbers is so tedious you're not really gonna, I'm not gonna say you're not gonna understand it, but it's a book of the census. So if anybody knows what the census is, and I'm gonna get into it in a minute. It's the book of the census of Israel. 
So if you listen to the fifth book of the book of JASA, which I have on the platform, you will be able to get um, and understand more of the book of numbers. Now it goes still from uh, the last part of Exodus into the book of numbers and even piece a piece of the book of Deuteronomy. So um, I want you to know that so that you'll get more of a um, a sense of what's going on. Number one, all of the nuances that you will not get in the book of um, numbers, which I'm going to upload after this lesson, just in case you need more information. And like I say, you could always ask me questions. Okay. You can always ask me questions in regards to the book. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start. And like I said, um, she, uh, excuse me, this is the book of numbers. The outline this is the first outline. I'm going to give it to you in three parts. The first part is from chapter one to chapter 10. Uh, and only a piece of chapter 10 is actually going up to chapter 10, um, verse 10. And then the second part that we're going to go through, which is going to be on the 26th, is um, numbers 10. Uh, verse 11 to um, chapter 22, one. And then the third part, which is going to be uh, on April 2nd, is um, from chapter 22, verse two, to chapter 36. Um, and I want you to know that there are 36 um, chapters in the book of Numbers. So like I said, 36 chapters. And let me just write it because I forgot to write it. 36 chapters. Okay, so let's talk about the census. Now we understand that the children of Israel are in um, the wilderness, quote unquote, at Mount Sinai. We understand that. Remember in, um, in the book of Exodus, they left. Uh, Mizraim, okay, which is bondage, not Egypt. They left Mizraim. Remember, names change, and they went into um, the quote unquote um, wilderness. So they're at Mount Sinai. Okay, so it's the preparation to enter um, the land of milk and honey that the Most High promised. Um, with the old generation, the original generation that left out of um, Mizraim, okay? And um, it's blessings um, and progress through obedience. Now, we already know that the children of Israel have a problem with listening. Mm -hmm. They got an issue with listening. They don't listen. Everything they do is issue. They are disobedient children. They don't listen to squat. So we're going to break this um, first part of numbers down from one to four. And this is a really comprehensive um, explanation. I may even take like a half an hour or whatever to give it to you. It's going to be, um, I don't know. We're we going to play it by ear. So from numbers one through four, is Yah's orders for his people. Now, remember, he's still getting them and putting them into a certain headspace before they can move forward into the um, 
the land of milk and honey, which is Canaan. They are going, they have inherited Canaan from the Most High. And I already told you, every um, nation around about that, as well as in Canaan, worship devils. And many of them are descendants of giants. Uh-huh. They descendants of giants, especially those that's um, con currently dwelling in Canaan. And that's going to come probably next week or the week after. This book of Numbers is going to tell you what's going to happen, okay? Because there's going to be a war. So let's talk about it. Um, chapters one and two of Numbers, it, the Most High is a sign, is telling, remember, uh, Moses is the intercessor between the children of Israel, because remember, he, uh, the Most High speaks directly to Moses, and Moses communicates it to Aaron and everybody else. Remember in, um, in um, Exodus, like they had um, 90, either 70 or 90 elders that they're establishing like a quote unquote governmental um, hierarchy um, between um, um, Moses and Aaron is like the top. Then we have the 70 or the 90, I, I believe it's 70, but it could be 90. Um, the 70 elders that all made decisions and, um, and then we have the children. Now, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse because they just establishing it, but no, that's what's going to happen. Okay, because everything right now is on Moses. Now, can you imagine if you are the CEO or um, somebody hired to be on top of everybody in a corporation, um, a major corporation or in a major business when nobody listens. Do you know how much of a headache that is? So that's basically what's happening in the wilderness. So the, um, the Most High is establishing the leaders, okay? And what he's doing is he's telling Moses, everything is going through Moses. So if I'm saying whatever's happened, the Most High is saying everything is going through Moses and Moses is giving the directives. The Most High is talking to Moses directly and Moses is giving the directives to Aaron, his sons, because those are the priestly lines, remember Levitical lines, and the rest of um, the children of Israel. Now, I just want to give you a piece of uh, what's happening in chapters one and two when I say the assigned leaders are going to be um, uh, chosen out. Now, um, it's a census, census of all the tribes, and they only talking about the males because the males... Um, everything is on the children of Israel and everything's on the males, okay? So um, there's a reason why um, the males are being uh, numbered, okay? And there's specific reasons, and I'm going to get into that. But let me just discuss um, the children of Israel and each head of the children of Israel, because this is very important, okay? So the Most High is telling... Um, Moses to go to each line within the whole nation of Israel and go to that um, to that person's sons. All right. It, he usually wants the first son or the second son or the couple of sons. So this is what it is. And I'm going to go through the whole line of um, Israel from the oldest to the youngest. 
Okay. Now from Reuben, he wanted um, a son. And this is the oldest. Then from Simeon, he wanted a son. From Judah, he wanted a son. From Issachar, he wanted a son. From Zebulun, he wanted a son. From Joseph's sons, he wanted sons. Now, I told you before that, and I didn't go deep, I probably did go deep into it in two different lessons, but I'm telling you, instead of just saying, oh, I want one son from Joseph, the most I wanted two sons simply because Reuben transgressed. He committed a sin to the most high. So he is no longer the oldest son, even though technically he is, chronologically he is. But because Reuben committed a sin against his father, Joseph is considered the first. So um, both of his sons are considered. So, um, and then um, from Benjamin, which is the youngest son, I don't know why they did that, but it's a special reason. Um, from Benjamin, he wanted a son. From Dan, he wanted a son. From Asher, he wanted a son. From Gad, he wanted a son. And Nephtali, he wanted a son. Now remember, um, um, Israel, Yasharel, who is Yaakov, not, Ju um, not um, Jacob. Remember, there was no J's 500 years ago. But we'll just say Jacob because, you know, for whoever's new listening, but his name was Yaakov. And then later, the most high named him Yasharel, which is Israel. Okay? The children of Israel. Not the place the actual blood of the man, Yaakov, which is Yasharel. Okay, so there was heads. They wanted heads for all of these um, people, the most high. And he wanted specific, he wanted a specific way. Um, he, the most high told uh, Moses to, when you pick out those males in each line of the children of Israel, they need to be between 20 and 50 years old. Okay, they need to be between 20 and 50 years old. And this is going to happen throughout the whole number simply because there's specific things that the most high wants done. Okay, he wants certain things done because there's going to be war and there's going to be um, a, an established um, drills and all of this stuff that uh, um, these, uh, these children of Israel, the men, they have to be certain ages. So this is what we have to deal with in numbers, okay? Very complex. So um, while they, he, while singling out the males, now we just talked about uh, the sons of the actual brothers. They need to be there because um, they are the leaders of that line. So within that leaders of the line, each leader of each line is going to take the census of the children between the ages of 20 and 50, okay? And this is, um, this is to remember, for the start of drills, they're still in the wilderness, but for the start of drills, because various drills, remember, if you go into the army, if anybody ever been to the army, if anybody's ever um, taken, like, they have, like, drill classes when you're in um, high school, or they used to have it, I'm dating myself, but they used to have like um, FBLA, like the future business leaders. And then they have, um, they have um, like, um, what do they call it? Military 
um, training in um, high schools. They used to have, I don't know if they still have it. They had military training for those who wanted to go into the military um, and they had it in high school and you could actually go into the military um, after that. They had like the cadets or whatever it is. Um, is there a hand? Oh, so um, um, if somebody raised the hand. Hello? R-O-T-C. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> R-O-T-C. So they had R-O-T-C in, in high school and then right after high school, you could go um, right into the military. Well, this is what's happening right now. See, all this stuff, see, people don't, people think that they, what did I tell you? The devil is a liar. People think all this stuff was made up by regular people. Uh-uh, the most I did this long, long, long ago, okay? He was getting people ready long ago. I told you the devil is a liar, honey, because he is um, having people think that he made everything up, okay? And I'm telling you, a lie that goes unchallenged um, becomes the truth. But anyway, the most high was, um, he started all this. So the point of having the males from 20 to 50 um, set aside is for drills and to get them ready. So like I said, um, to get them ready for war or whatever. And I'm going to tell you what that means next week, because it's not on this week, but um, it's getting them ready for various things by age, okay? By age and by line. So um, that's one uh, thing in chapter one and two that's happening. Now, number two is specific camp setups. The most I want every leader of every line to have specific um, camp setups and um, strategically um, uh, placed all over the tabernacle. And I'm gonna read something in a minute. Okay, a specific setup with all lines except for the Levites. And I'm gonna tell you about the Levites in a minute. Um, a total, now the total of all of the, um, the males between the ages of 50, excuse me, 20 and 50, with the exception of the Levites, because the Levites don't go to war, the Levites don't do nothing. The Levites are the ones that's praying and have been praying for the children of Israel from biblical times then, when the Most High directed them, to now, real time. Uh -huh. The Levites are praying for them now in real time. And if I can prove that, or if you don't believe that, go to the 12 patriarchs, the Testament of the 12 patriarchs, and it tells you. So, um, you know that all of the children of Israel in all the lines, except for the Levites, um, at the ages of 20 to 50 was 603,505, okay? So at that time, the census of the males, they didn't even include females, of the males is um, between 20 and 50, was 603,505. And that was an important number because the most high needed to understand, even though the most high already knew, you already know he's making um, Moses do all these tasks so that they know. You already know the most high did all this before the foundation of the world. So this is what was happening between chapters one and two, a, a census. First of all, most, the most high I wanna know, I wanna know your sons, your first sons from all the lines, okay? This is what uh, this is the task that Moses had to do. So Moses had to go and tell all the um, all of the lines of Yasharel. We need each son 
first of all, I'm picking out each son that's going to be there because they're going to be the leaders of their lines. Okay, because Moses, it was too much on Moses. So they're going to be the leaders of the line. And then the first test you're going to do is pick out all of the males from 20 to 50. And I need you to make a, uh, and remember, back then they was literally making uh, lists. Yeah, this is where all this come from. Okay, the most high is not no slouch, baby. Okay, and neither was uh, Moses and all them. See, I'm going to tell you something. Like I said, the devil's a liar. Because you got the devil um, lying to people, telling everybody that everybody was primitive. Oh, people was writing with sticks, this, that, the other. It was people more cunning and more educated spiritually back then than it is now. Uh-huh, it was. You, people still trying to figure out how the, uh, the pyramids and all that stuff was made. Don't you know they was more connected to the spirits back then than they are now? Right now, they being fooled by the, by the evil, wicked spirits. But back then, they was connected with the wholesome spirits that was supposed to um, that was doing what they supposed to do. And if you don't believe that, when you read the scriptures, you understand that there's different um, hosts, spiritual hosts, and different um, watchers and, and things that was watching over the children of Israel. Also, like I said, in the Testament of the twelve patriarchs, first of all, it wasn't one big book, but somebody collected all of the ciphers and put it in one big book. I already told you the heathens. So um, within that book and all of the testaments of every brother in there, they telling you all about the spirit. They telling you what, um, what's going to happen to their um, lines. They telling you and they pleading with their um, children that came after them not to sin. But as you know, we're here now and all hell is breaking loose and nobody listened. So this, is, this has been happening since day one. So we understand that this stuff is happening. Now that was chapters one and two. Their walk with the most high, chapters one and two. Now it is, um, like I said, this is Yah's order for his people. Their walk is from chapters one and two. I already told you the beginning of the census. And count how many people is in um, each line. And the total was, I already told you. So now it's their work, chapter three. Chapter three is the most high getting the Levites ready. Now, I already told you the Levites are not um, going to be meshed into the rest of the um, tribes simply because they are the lot of the Most High. Now, I already said this, and I say it hundreds of times. Those are the ones that are the first for the Most High. They're the most, most High's um, children directly. And what they are supposed to do is advocate and pray for the children of Israel. So they are set aside to advocate and pray for the children of Israel. And to this, and within um, the Testament of um, Levi, you know this, in the Testament of Levi, like I said, the Testament of 12 uh, patriarchs, in the Testament of Levi, he tells you this, and it's right here in Numbers. So this is what it says. Um, the, pre the Most High is getting the priests sanctified and getting them... Um, consecrated for him because they got to be they got to be tip top and top notch for the most high because the most high is dealing with them and right now they're just regular people who ain't listening so and i already told you aaron's first two sons is the one who brought that strange fire into the tabernacle and the most High killed them right on the spot uh-huh the most High's not playing okay so now 
he's dealing with the priest in chapter three. So what's happening? Everything is going through Moses. I already said it. Moses, Moses is being told stuff straight off. A lot of times Aaron is um, Aaron is um, informed right after Moses. Nobody talks to the Most High except for Moses. Now this is going to be a problem next week because I'm going to tell you what's going on. Like I said in um, in um, Exodus, I put the cart before the horse, but you're going to see directly what's going to happen next week. So y'all willing? So this is what's happening. The priests of the Levites, according to the Most High, is a lifetime. Those are the, those are the children that's going to um, pray and meditate and do all this stuff to protect the children of um, Israel for a lifetime. Lifetime. They are consecrated in this book, the whole line, for the, um, for the Most High. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something else. Um, I think I took spirits out of my out of the library, but I'm gonna put it back. I'm not sure, I can't remember right now. But there are spirits. I already told you there's spirits that do specific things for um, for us. They pray and they uh, minister to the Most High. They do things behind the scenes that we don't know. Now the Levites, in conjunction with the angel that walks with the Levites and protects the children of Israel. This is in the Testament of the 12 patriarchs that um, protect the children of Israel because they are specific angels that protect and walk with the children of Israel. Not only is there angels, and I don't know the specific um, name, it's not an angel. I already told you there's different names and different positions, but I'm just saying angel because I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's a spiritual being that watches over the whole children of Israel. Then there's smaller or uh, lower positions of quote unquote angels like shepherds. These are spiritual beings that watch over the children too. And these shepherds have specific, specific duties to do with the children of Israel. And I'm gonna give you a little piece. The Most High said they're specific. And this, this, is, in, um, this is located in, um, uh, it's not Jeremiah, it's, I think it is Jeremiah, mm, Ezekiel, and it might be Jeremiah or another um, another prophet, but um, the Most High tells the prophet exactly what's happening. And he's saying one third of my children is going to be killed. One third of my children is going to go into bondage and another third is going to do something. And the, um, the shepherds are uh, uh, in charge of those three um, divisions yes the shepherds they're spiritual shepherds that watch over there and the most i said he's gonna get after the shepherds too because the shepherds allowed more people to die than was instructed so there's gonna be spiritual there's gonna be spiritual um deaths too because the most high was telling the spirits what to do and they didn't listen either remember spirits have a free will just like we do as a matter of fact they have free will way before we was here so that's why the devil did what he did so now, like I said, um, the priests are, um, of the Levites, according to the Most High, are priests for a lifetime. They are his lot, okay, um, for, um, of the Most High. They were consecrated. This is when they become consecrated to serve and to be priests for the children of Israel forever, okay, until um, Yahshua come and change everything. And they, the Most High said, they're going to be praying until 
end times to protect you. And they're going to be praying with these angels, okay, that's ministering to the most high. This happens all the time. Anyone who approaches the sanctuary will be put to death. Now, I already told you and I already described to you the, um, the tabernacle and only the Levitical priests can deal with the tabernacle. Only them, nobody else. If you come into that area or whatever, you will die. Most I already said this. Anyone who approaches the sanctuary will be put to death. If you're not going to be stoned, you're going to die right on the spot. You already know because the Most High is residing in the tab in the tabernacle. In the daytime, he is a um, he is a um, cloud, and at night, he's a pillar of fire. We already understand that. We already know that when we went into the Book of Exodus. So it, remember, they're still in the um, wilderness now. Um, the Levites belong to Yah. Now, the Most High wants a census of the Levites because we need to know, even though you know the Most High already knows, the Most High is telling Moses, you need to know how many of the Levites is going to be, okay? You need to make sure and you need to take a census of what's happening. So what does Moses do? Moses sends Aaron, and this is the instruction Every male child, everything is male, male child, a month old and older, I need to know how, I need to know how many they are, okay, okay, so um, within each tribe, there's different counts, okay, so um, when they finish uh, doing that census, uh, every male child from one month old on up i need to know because there's specific things that they have to do and this is going to go on throughout all the old testament not the continued count but um the census that's put in the books of numbers this is how we got this information because what they had to do uh while they was doing it okay so they come up with um 22,700 excuse me 22,273 it's 22,000 boys from a month old to just all of them, okay? From a month, old, a month old on up. And then there's another census for the boys and the girls. So that census is 22,273. That's boys and girls. Now, remember, they did not, um, they did not even count the women. They just, the baby girls, the baby boys from zero to um, on up so it had to be and it's just like the census now what they do with the regular census is they'll take the census and then they run numbers anybody who is in statistics anybody who's in um, mathematics they take it in college high school anybody who um, has anything to do with numbers even um, some um, psychologists and in uh, behavioral health they run numbers too statistics we need, um, the Most High needed that. And remember, this is statistics way back in biblical days. So the Most High needed that so that they could run the numbers, okay? Because there was two ways it had to be done. Like I said, straight up boys, which came up to 22,000. Then the girls and the boys, zero on up, only the girls, not the women. 22,273 boys and girls, firstborn. That firstborn, the first. Okay, that's the number that the Most High wanted. Then he wanted to count 
from 30 years old to 50 years old. And the reason why he wanted to account from 30 years old, this is just the males. Remember, this is statistics, honey. They running numbers and putting stuff together. They wanted males ages 30 to 50 because they are going to serve in the tabernacle. That's how important the tabernacle is. And I don't want you to forget about the tabernacle. Uh, I don't want you to forget about the tabernacle simply because here it's a physical building. It's a physical tent. There's specified things that needed to be done. There's specified um colors that needed to be um, put into the tabernacle simply because they meant some. I already told you the most high doesn't do nothing willy-nilly. He is not a most high of confusion. He give it to you straight up. Whether you can receive it or accept it or whatever is up to you. So the most high wanted specific things with the children of um, the Levite, the Levitical line. He wanted specific things. And that's what they gave him. I just gave it to you. That's chapter three. Now chapter four is about the, um, the uh, worship of the whole um, Yasharel through the Levites. So um, the Levites who are supposed to be um, in charge of various things in the tabernacle. I already told you how important the tabernacle is. Like I said, it's a physical place. It was a physical place. It was a physical building. There had to be specific things had to be done in terms of um, worship, in terms of maintaining the tabernacle, in terms of what um, rituals they had to perform, in terms of what prayers had to be done, in terms of the items that was put in the tabernacle, certain ways, everything was specific according to the Most High's rules and regulations. So the Levites was in charge of all that. They didn't go to war. They didn't do none of that. Even, I already told you, while they was in Egypt, they didn't even go into bondage. The children of Israel, the line of the Levites did not go into bondage. Do not let uh, the devil tell you that the children um, in the Levitical line went into bondage because they did not, okay? That's not in the regular Bible. I already told you. The devil fools the whole world and hid books and this and that. And if you don't believe that, you better go to the book of Enoch because it says it straight out. When the heathens stop hiding books and start telling the truth, then the children, the actual children of Israel is going to rejoice. This is in the book of Enoch. Anyway, like I say, uh, so um, they're supposed to be in charge of the tabernacle. And the tabernacle in the Old Testament is a physical place. In the New Testament, when Yahshua's walking the earth, what is he saying the tabernacle is? You, you're the tabernacle. So you cannot, um, con you cannot um, mistreat your body. You can't do nothing because Yahshua says that the Most High and the Ruach reside in your body. Now, I'm going to put a pin in what I'm going to say. You know, I'm in the uh, continuation of what I'm going to say on chapter four, and I'm going to say this. This is why you're not supposed to be doing all that. This is why you're not supposed to be eating pork. This is why um, you ain't supposed to be eating crustaceans. This is why you ain't supposed to be doing all this stuff with your body. This is why um, the children of Israel got high blood pressure. They got um, endocrine problems. They got all this stuff. They dying um, easy. They got two times, excuse me, type two diabetes. They dying more than everybody else. Why? Because they're not listening to the laws. Half of the children of Israel don't even know they're the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And that's the sad part. And I'm going to tell you something else that's going to uh, blow your wig back. Not only do they not know, they continue to not believe it. 
as as much as you could go into this Bible and like I said, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. If you're not in the Ruach, you could read some 500 times and you will know it's not you. You you won't know it. You will not know it's you because you're not meditating on his word. You're not seeking him first. This is why. And the children of Israel just let all throughout history since they came to the United States in bondage, they let everybody, they don't listen to one another. Okay, that's a part of the curses in Deuteronomy, but they sure will listen to a, a Gentile or a heathen. Okay, they won't listen to each other, but they will definitely listen to more a heathen than anybody else. Gentile, yeah, they'll listen to that, but huh? They, the Gentiles and the heathens, they ice is colder, their, uh, their houses are better, their grass is greener, they everything, their, their women is better, their men is better. Yeah, this is the lie of the devil. Okay, so like I said, um, the uh, Levites is taking care of everything in regards to the Most High's house. Okay, that's the Most High's house. Nobody better not come next to the Most High's house because the Most High didn't already told you if you come too close to here, you're going to be dead. Okay, because you're not consecrated. You're not mine. Meaning, because this is all the children of Israel, meaning I didn't consecrate you to come over here. The only one, um, the only one that's fit to come to me is Moses. And now I'm trying to get these Levites whipped into shape so that they can work this tabernacle so I can stay in here. That's why I need specific stuff. I need to know how many people it is. Well, not him, but he, the, um, the whole line of Yasharel needs to know. This is why he's instructing Moses to do X, Y, and Z. So um, they must maintain the, tab the tabernacle or the man. I already told you ages 30 to 50. Keep it holy without touching various items. Remember, they couldn't touch that ark. The minute you touch that ark, honey, you disintegrate. Don't you touch that ark. You better not touch that ark. Okay? Certain things you could not touch. Only specified, um, just because the Most High took that, um, that census, they had, um, he had Moses take the census, does not mean everybody was able to touch it. I already told you from... People 30, within the Levitical line, 30 to 50 years old, they were starting to be assigned certain tasks and duties, specific, and they couldn't go do something else. And I'll give you an example. If I told you that you are the ones who have to take all the spikes out of the, um, the tent, your job, you that was chosen at this time and your whole line are the ones are going to take every spike, every nail out this tent. For your whole line forever, you're going to take these spikes out. So that's what your line did. You didn't touch nothing else. You didn't bake no bread. You didn't do none of that. Your line is the one who takes out the spikes. And this is what, this is what the Most High is getting them to do right now. Consecrating them to do everything. Because everything that was in that tabernacle was, um, was so holy that they couldn't mess with it. This is why they couldn't even wear shoes within the tabernacle. You can't even wear no shoes because this is holy ground here. And if you don't listen to what I'm saying, you're going to die right on the spot, period. He is the most high, the author and the finisher. And he said what he said. And he's not playing with you. You already know he didn't wipe out the two sons of Aaron. So, okay. So now um, don't touch the real holy stuff like the ark. You're not supposed to. I already told you how they carried the ark with two poles um, going in between 
the arc itself because there was gold rings each ring on each side of the arc you put a pole in there and you carry it through the pole the minute somebody touches it because there's going to be an instant that somebody touches it and they're going to die right on the spot that's where indiana jones got his thing you know they steal everything from the scriptures and you'd be wondering wow yes they got it from the scriptures anyway so um aaron was ahead the head of the um the levites at that time so um, the Most High talks to Moses, Moses talks to Aaron, and Aaron directs the Levitical priests, okay? So that's chapter four. Um, most of the service was within the tabernacle, okay? That's from chapters one to four. Now we're on chapters um, five through eight. The people's sanctification. Now, I already told you that the Levites was already sanctified, and they had to be consecrated for the most high because those are the ones that's gonna be touching everything in the cat in the tabernacle. They're gonna be uh, putting it up, they're gonna be taking it down when they traveling back and forth. Remember, they was in um, the wilderness for 40 years. It was only supposed to be a three-day journey, but since they didn't listen, now throughout this whole 40 years, they ain't listening. And I mean, I don't mean a consistent, I don't mean a consistent um insubordination, but just like a a, a, a rebellious child. Okay, he might listen. I mean, you telling him a directive, he might listen. And then you think, all right, he's going to listen. You know, we had this conversation and he's going to listen. And then he turns around and he might listen to some of the stuff. He might do some of the directives. This is how it was. The most I was fighting with these children of Israel. I don't know what to say because that's how insubordinate they are. And I already told you everything works in a circle. What are the children of Israel doing now? They ain't listening. You can't get five of them in the room together, honestly, without somebody pulling each other's hair out if it's females, cutting each other up, saying who's ugly, who's cute, who's talk, somebody talk about somebody else's BBL, oh, I'm cute, I'm fly, or two males, and you know what they say. I'm not even going to go into it. They call each other bywords. It says that in the scripture. There's going to be people that's wicked. They're heathens. They're going to hate you perpetually. And I'm just giving you a loosely translation. These people will perpetually hate you. You know who your, um, your enemies are. Shoot, you didn't even make them your enemies. They just automatically your enemies because they're the devil's children. I already told you the devil has children and followers, just like the most high has children and followers. Mm -hmm. And they call them proselytes. And, and, and all the fool people call them Christians when the Most High's name wasn't Christ. The Most High's name was Yahshua or Yahushua. I didn't already went through that. So they, Yahushua HaMashiach, he's the Mashiach. And if you wanna, if you don't wanna say Christ, cause you now you know, and you don't wanna remember um, the Mashiach, just say the Messiah. Cause that's the closest one. Whoever did that is the closest one. Cause um, in, um, in Hebrews, Paleo Hebrew, not the one that's mixed with Yiddish, is Mashiach. And whoever uh, translated Mashiach into Messiah, that's acceptable. That's the closest. Like I said, like I said, um, chapters five through eight, the people's sanctification. Now, the, the purity of the, um, of the whole children of Israel. Now, we already established that the Levites were set apart. You're going to be praying from then biblical times to now right now in real time as i'm talking to you they are in the land that they don't want to be in okay and the children of judah yahuda are in the land 
of their captivity. I already told you how they became in the land of their captivity. I'm gonna give you a little piece. You know that Yahuda, which is Judah, you know, there's no J's. I'll say Judah for the people who just came in or the people in the back that don't listen. Yahuda sold Yosef, who they call Joseph, into bondage. So guess what? The law is an eye for eye. So what did the most I say? That's eye for eye in Old Testament. And Yah is not mocked. What you sow, you're going to reap in the New Testament. So it never changed. Just the, um, just the text of the words changed. It's the same law. You put somebody in bondage, you're going to go in bondage. Not only that, um, Yahuda, he sinned. He was messing with women he shouldn't be messing with. He started messing with his daughter-in-law and he sold his brother into bondage. What's happening to his line? What is happening to his line? His line, they still messing with hoes. They still messing with heifers. They ain't messing with the women in their own. Not only him, Solomon did it. David did it. Those are all the line of Yahuda. They all did the same thing. Once we start going through these scriptures, you're going to know. Everything works in a circle. Okay? Yahuda messed up in every male. I'm not going to say every male. Most of the, pretty much most of the males in his line did, did the same thing he did or is doing the same thing he did. You know who the children of Israel is. I got less than 10 minutes. Please pick up the next link when I um, get cut off <laughs> and we will continue to pick it up. I don't have that much more. I mean, I, we on five to eight now. But um, like I said, the purity of the people. So right now, the people are being um, purified. The children of Israel themselves. Now, we already, we already talked about the Levites. They got purified first. And now they're doing all the purification of everybody else. This is why the census need to be taken. The most high, excuse me, the most high is perfect. He knows exactly what he's doing. I'm taking a tea break if you don't hear anything for two seconds. Okay. Now. We talked about this before and I'm gonna continue to talk about it because this is another lie of the devil. You know where they were. It's the whole Mesopotamia. They were still there. And remember, a part of the law is not to steal people's land. What did Noah's sons do? Start stealing people's land. This is why everything's all jumbled up from um, then biblical times to now, land gets stolen all the time. Uh-huh. And it's named something else. That's another lie of the devil. Okay. So they supposed to be going to Canaan, which is modern day um, Israel. And um, they didn't get there yet. So the most high is preparing them. The land of milk and honey is modern day um, Israel. <laughs> so um, before they do all of that, the most high got to get them ready. Like I said, militarily ready they gotta get this is where the census come in now they gotta be consecrated to the most high because there's a specific reason why the children of israel gotta get consecrated and um i'm gonna tell you by the end of um, chapter 10 why but listen um no skin diseases now i'm gonna put a pin in there for one second i already talked about this um in um exodus the, the children of um israel they melanated deep rich melanation they in the land of the sun they sun people they are deeply deeply melanated they didn't need no vitamin d pills because they already had it baby and the sun beats down anybody who ever visited the middle east quote unquote 
because I already told you names change, titles change. Anybody ever been to the Middle East? It feels like the sun is, put your hand up, um, put your hand up above your head. The middle finger of your hand, that's where it feels like the sun is. <laughs> right there. Oh my gosh, it beats down on you. That's why you need this melanin. It's no way in the world somebody who doesn't have melanin would have survived that. Uh-uh, no way. No way, no way, no how. So we know when it came down to skin diseases, and if you want more information about that, go to the platform library and get black versus white. I break it down. But right now, it's just a little pin. No skin diseases. The most horrific skin disease there was, was leprosy. And what did it do? Turn melanated skin white. I can't say melanated skin. You know why? Because it's the disease. You could be melanated, and then next thing you know, you got this disease, and it was... It, it traveled. You got this disease and it turned white. It whited out your melanin. <laughs> and it was a horrific disease because it pretty much, um, I want to say it's like a cancer. It's like a uh, bacterial something, but it's more complex than that. But just giving you the cliff note is like a cancer and it was all over the skin. It gets down into the layers of the skin and it can actually kill you. This is why they was put out of the camp. Uh -huh. And we're going to talk about that next week because Miriam gets it. But anyway, no skin diseases. And we already went through this in Exodus. So this is what the Most High is saying. You better make sure you're pure. So, because the Levites had a really difficult job, they had to determine everything. Aside from the 70 or 90 um, elders, the Levites was right there with them on the same, um, they had the same um, positions, but the Levites had the spiritual position and the, um, the, um, the patriarchal um, captains had a regular earthly and uh, different positions when it came down to war. So, that's what happened. So there's no skin diseases because you're going to be put out. Okay. You can't mess with dead bodies. Okay. This is everybody. Um, you, you, if you got skin diseases or something that's disgusting and the Levites determined that, oh, you can't be here. You got to go. Everyone must be faithful to the most high, especially the Levites. Now the most high is talking about everybody, but he getting everybody, um, purify everybody got to be sanctified for the most high but you already know the levites got a special they special and set apart so uh that's throughout um chapter five um and that's what they was doing now chapter six their dedication to the most high you better be um faithful not only to the most high and this is more in the new testament they talk about it but you better be um dedicated to the most high because you already know the Most High already knows who's going to be doing this and that. He already did all this stuff before the foundation of the world. So even within your marriage, marital problems, husbands and wives, there's curses, um, specific curses on them. If somebody want to be unfaithful, if somebody want to go tricking and, 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 and creeping, the Most High had a special elixir just for you. Okay, if somebody thought somebody was cheating, they're going to bring you to the priest and the priest is going to put a, a curse on top of your head. And if you was, because see, nobody don't know, you know, everybody try to sneak off and do stuff. Uh-uh, the most high didn't do that. He didn't go for that. Okay, there's, there's a few books that talk about that specifically. Uh-huh. So um, if, say like, and there's, there's a, um, 
I'm not going to read it, but it's in actual numbers. Say like a woman went and started tricking on her husband. And the husband, you know, figured out, oh, something's going on. Oh, no. He brings the woman to the priest. The priest does this ritual to her and makes her drink some water with something else, with um, ashes from the ground. Remember, everything is consecrated, consecrated in the tabernacle. She drinks that and the, um, and the priest puts his head his hand on top of her head and says some words and she got to drink this elixir which is the um the ashes and some type of water and if she wasn't creeping then nothing would happen to her she'll be able to have children I already told you children were blessings not like today you know the devil got everybody thinking oh yeah go get this abortion honey if you don't want to do this yeah take that uh day after pill and do it no, honey, it wasn't that. Because mm -mm. uh, children was a blessing. If you didn't have no children, everybody be looking at you with the crooked eye. They'd be like, well, why this person don't have no kids? He must be uh, sin. Sin running all through this person. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that as um, we keep going on. Because there are some people that they was just ragging on because they didn't have no children. It was like a, a mark on you that you didn't have children because people would think, what did this person do to not have no kids? But anyway, if the, if the woman was unfaithful, then her body would rot from the inside out. Yeah, the most high is not playing with you. Uh -huh. Drinking that elixir. If you did um, cheat on your husband and it was true, you drunk that elixir and um, the Levite priest said some, something, and it was, he was basically talking to the most high, putting his hand on you, saying stuff to the most high, and the most high would make sure you was rotten from the inside out. You wouldn't be able to have no kids. And you would be the laughing stock, a pariah in your whole family. And as a matter of fact, it would go through the whole line. And you would have, I don't know if anybody um, knows that movie um, when that lady had to wear a big egg on her um on her shirt and everybody shunned her. Well, it was kind of like that. So that's chapter six. Um, yeah, curses on the family and you couldn't have no children. Um, and um, those people who dedicate, we got less than a minute. Remember, pick up the next list. Those people who, um, they call them Nazarites. Those people who wanted to dedicate themselves to the Most High, because there's people who wanted to dedicate themselves now this modern day, the priests and the um, the uh, pastors and all that, they mimicking this because there's people, men and women, that wanted to just dedicate themselves to the most high. Everything was the most high. And you had to be, you had to be um, consecrated to do that. So the most high said, oh, you want to dedicate yourself to me? There's certain things that I need you to do to dedicate yourself to me. And there was certain rituals and a certain... Um, uh, statutes that you had to live up to. You couldn't drink. I already told you, alcohol is the devil. You couldn't drink. You couldn't even eat grapes. Nothing. You couldn't eat nothing like that. Um, the priests did, um, these um, heathens and Gentiles did mimic um, the Nazarite dedication to the Most High that they couldn't eat. Um, they couldn't eat grapes. They couldn't eat nothing from the vine. Don't drink alcohol. Don't eat no grapes. Don't eat anything that had vinegar in it. Anything that was, um, they couldn't have 
no vinegar or anything like that. They couldn't drink if they dedicated themselves to the most high. So um, that's chapter six. Um, Yah blessed the whole Israel through the Levitical priests. Remember, they had to be consecrated. And there's a reason why. Okay, there's a reason why. So um, should I give you that piece? I'll, I'll give you that piece when it comes up because it's important. Okay, that was their dedication. That's chapter six. They're going through the whole thing. So um, chapter seven is their um, liberality, which is a offering and a dedication of the tabernacle. Moses and, um, and the leaders of Israel, the heads of each family, made offerings for each of their lines, okay? For the most high, to the most high. Now, I already told you, just like the uh, Nazarites that wanted to dedicate themselves, you already know the children of Israel is the most high. So a part of that consecration, which goes into chapter six and chapter seven is each uh, head of um, the child of Israel, I already told you in the beginning, they had to appoint um, line heads. In their line, in their family, they was the captain. So each captain had to um, dedicate, do rituals and dedicate. When I say rituals, I don't want you to think that it's like, I don't want you to imagine it's like somebody just uh, being idolatrous and just, oh, oh yeah, um, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do that. No, it's not that. It's just... Um, it's like a wave offering. What they do is go to the tabernacle and they present offerings to the Most High directly. The Most High is there, okay? I already told you, a cloud in the day and a, a fire at night. So they're taking um, these captains that were already chosen from the census are dedicating their lines to the Most High. Okay, they making offerings to the Most High. This dedication, I'm dedicating myself to you. This whole line is yours, Most High. That's what it is. So let me see if I could get you to understand exactly what I mean. So it's seven. I need you to understand what I mean in regards to that. Uh, What's this, Nazarene? That's the Nazarenes. Okay, the priestly blessing. So this is, this is it, the priestly blessings. And this is, um, hold on, it's chapter seven and 22 to 27. It says the priestly blessing. And the Most High said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is what the Most High want Aaron and his sons to do. This is how you are to bless the children of Israel say to them, because this is the, remember, every captain is the head of each house. The, uh, the Levitical priest um, headed by Aaron. This is what you tell, um, this is what you tell Aaron. This is the most high telling Moses to tell Aaron. This is how you are to bless my children, each captain, through each captain. Say to them, the most high bless you and keep you. This is a blessing. The most high, um, 
The Most High makes his face shine on you. Remember, words are powerful. The Most High is there. The Levitical priests are saying this blessing over the captains of each house. And this is what he's saying from the Most High. This is how they're being consecrated. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The Most High bless you and keep you. The Most High make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Most High turn his face towards you because you do not want the Most High to turn his face away from you, honey. You be demons. The Most High give you his peace, pieces of spirit, okay? So they will put my name on so that, excuse me, so they will put my name on Yasharel, Israel, the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So it was a literal blessing on each captain that went through the whole house. From that one captain, it went through the whole house. So that was on, that's chapter seven, okay? And um, you have to make an offering also to um, within the, um, the confines of the tabernacle to seal everything up, okay? So they was doing their um, consecration and their blessings and stuff like that. So now we on their cleansing, chapter eight. Set now within the cleansing, you have to go through all the rit rituals. So I already told you, those Levites that's, um, that's in charge of whatever um, they need to set up this stuff, because I already told you what was in the tabernacle in, um, in Exodus. So those people, I already told you, specific, um, specific Levite lines have to do uh, specific things. Like I said, one line would take out um, the um, one family within the line. One of them would take out the... Um, the um, what is it? The spikes out of the tabernacle. The other one would take the sheets down. The other one would put up the um, the uh, that everlasting lamp. The other one would do this. The other one would do that. Like I said, everybody had a duty. And today, the Catholic priests mimic that. That's what they do. Okay. Now, this is how old this is. Now, Okay, within the cleansing, you have to um, set up the lampstands according to Yah's specifications. Aaron and all the Levites get consecrated, which they was from one all the way down, because this is not no easy feat. You got to go through things. You ain't just bling. Most high ain't no um, genie. Like he's just blinking you into things. No, this, this took time. So, you know, you, you got to get yourself prepared. Just like I said, if the Most High is working with you or even if the Most High sent the Ruach to work with you, you ain't going to know this stuff in one day. You got to work, honey. You got to work for this. Because number one, you got to prove that you're ready. That's number one. You got to prove your endurance for this because this is not just one day. Oh, yeah, okay, I just walked with him two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm ready. No, that's not how it works. Remember, they was in the, um, the wilderness for 40 years. 40, 40, 40 years. So um, while they're still getting consecr consecrated and so are the children of Israel, okay? They have to get themselves ceremonial clean, the children of, um, excuse me, the Levites, okay? And they got to get purified. Now, in regards to the um, children of, excuse me, the Levites, in regards to the Levites, I already told you, um, the census from 30 to 50 years old, they was assigned to do the same task 
wherever they went because they did travel back and forth throughout the 40 year period all in and through the wilderness the most high walked them all over the place because they didn't listen remember it was only a three-day journey but because they didn't listen to nobody the most high made them walk here walk there go here go there go there yeah so while they was doing that they had to set up camp so wherever they had to set up camp each person that was assigned to do a task they had to do that task whether putting up the tabernacle or taking down the tabernacle that family had to do the task so they had to be consecrated to do it because you can't touch nothing that's the most high you will disintegrate you're not holy enough so this is where they get in all of that they preparing to be holy and consecrated for the most high this is chapter um eight they're cleansing that little blurb in the beginning was everybody else i already told you um seven and eight a little part of the eight was for everybody else now um the levitical priest because it was so important so important they um they was going through all of the rituals they was being emotionally prepared they was being spiritually prepared physically prepared they had to shave every part of their body everything you had to shave it and consecrate yourself to the most high so from 30 to 50 years old you would serve that tabernacle you would serve in the tabernacle whatever your duty was from the most high and through the through the most high you know the priest giving you that assignment you had to do that and you had to prepare yourself and get yourself um in a position that you was able to do that that duty for the rest of your life well not for the rest of your life but you are levitical priest but the duty to um fold the sheets and do this and do that is from 30 to 50. you had to do it for 20 years then when you was 50 you helped the younger people do their task so like you you know they you helped them and you guided them and you made sure they did what they were supposed to do and this is what the levites had to do this is what they had to do so um they had to do their duties and they had to assist their uh, brethren and doing their duties after they aged out. Cause like I said, 50 years old, you don't have to do it no more. You start at 30 and you continue to do it until you 50. And then from 50 years old, you helping the younger ones out. Okay. Or assisting. That's chapter eight. Now we're on chapter, um, that was, yeah, chapter nine and 10. Now it's from chapters nine to chapter 10 verse 10 because next week y'all willing we want to pick up on chapter 10 and 11 on and there's a reason why i'm not gonna talk about that reason until next week but this is the walk of the whole children of israel this is the walk now i'm getting ready to tell you why the census is doing um the census is important so first i'm gonna tell you um I already talked about what um, what they had to celebrate throughout the years. I already told you the children of Israel also have a celebrations. They have festivals throughout the year too. But I also told you because the devil changed times and dates, we don't know. Now you could you could celebrate if you want to, but the devil changed dates and the devil changed time. Remember. The whole world believes that there's 24 hours in a day, and it really isn't. It's, it's not scriptural at all. It says it's 12 hours in a day and 12 hours at night. So where is it the 24 hours? 
You know who did that? The Greeks. Did I not tell you that the devil fooled the whole world? There is no 24 hours in a day. Okay. And um, those people who are um, who go to war and all that, if you notice, the uh, military has the clock of 24 hours. The military. These people was already um, warlords and they called them barbarians. Why did they say that? That's in the scriptures because they barbaric, okay? So they changed the times and you already know who changed dates. <laughs> There's physical documentation of them changing the dates, okay? We already know. So way in biblical days, it used to only be 10 months in a year. Where did the other two months come from? This is what I mean about the devil fooling the whole world, honey. So how are you? And I'm not trying to discourage anybody because the most high does search your heart and he winks at the ignorance. He winks at it because he understands that you're trying to do stuff, but don't, don't, don't overstep your boundaries now. There's certain festivals that we can't even um, celebrate because a lot of those festivals have to be in, the, um, in Israel. That's number one. And number two, which month would you celebrate it? Because the most high didn't say months because months, the months, January, February, March, that's heathen months. The most high, if you read all in through those, um, those scriptures and the most high tell you the first week of the third month of this and that. He never said January, February, March because he never named them. The children of Israel knew exactly what because they were planters. They had to plant and harvest at those times. That's why there's so many scriptures and metaphors about planting, sowing, and harvesting because that determined the months. There wasn't no names or no months. There was other people named the months, but there wasn't no names of months. Okay, and if there is a name of the month, it's from somebody else's name because the Most High didn't do it. The children of, um, of Israel is straight from the Most High. I already told you they was consecrated. So with that consecration and all that is a, co to, um, a connected togetherness. It's like twins. Twins don't have to tell each other what they're going to do. They know. And this is how the Most High got the children of Israel when they was listening. So you already know the fifth month of the third day of the da 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 da. They already knew what it was. January, February, March, April, May. That's um, Gentile and heathen month. The hours in the day, Gentile and heathen. Everybody's listening to it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's pagan stuff from pagan gods. We're not going to go there, honey. Okay. We're not going to go there because that's, I'm taking you somewhere else with it. I just told you the devil fools the whole world. And if you did a little bit of research, you will see everything that you're dealing with now is a lie. And that goes from times and seasons too. And I'm going to do a, um, a um, daily lesson on that just to give you a little piece of an understanding of what this month and all this stuff means. Like I said um, before, and, and on a daily lesson, I would rather just be ignorant than try to um, do a, um, a festival day and I'm not worshiping the most high. I'm not giving him the glory. I'm doing it on a day that I shouldn't be doing it. And I'm doing things that dedications to the most high um, that 
I'm not doing it to him. I'm doing it to something else. Because number one, I'm doing it on a day that's not real to the most high. It's not significant. I'm doing it on a month that's not the most highs. It's just not right. It's not acceptable to the most high. I'd rather just be ignorant. Because you don't know. And nobody knows. Not even those people who call themselves Jews. Now, let me just let me just talk about the word Jew for a minute. I didn't really want to do that, but I have to. The word Jew, if you go and you have a, um, a, first of all, let me just start like this. There's no J's. You already know 500 years ago, there wasn't no J's. There was no J's. I already told you things continue to change within the life that humans walk. Everything changes all the time. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Um, at one time where I lived, the bridge that people go, it's a popular bridge, was called the Tappansee. Then there was this governor that was the governor for about 10 years. And then he changed it to his father's name, the Governor Cuomo Bridge. If somebody was born within that 10 year period that he changed that bridge, nobody would never know it was the Tappan Zee. They would think it's the Cuomo. But then somebody who's older that knew that it was the uh, Tappan Zee Bridge, they would say, oh yeah, that was the Tappan Zee Bridge. Another person wouldn't believe him because they wasn't here to do it. And like I said, the children of Israel, they don't believe one another. They'll believe some outside source. Things continue to change. As we grow and um, learn things, they change. Things change. You need to do your own homework and your own research. But like I said, months change, times change, and dates change. The devil fools the whole world. What can I say? Anyway, okay. So um within while they um with the um the most high in the wilderness the most high is saying now he didn't talk about all the rest of the um the festivals but he said all must celebrate the passover now i already told you what the passover was when i was in um in um exodus you already know what the passover was when the most high killed all the firstborn so um the most high is saying you can celebrate the passover Whoever's in the camp, okay? Because the Most High is there. He wants you to celebrate it because he wants you to remember that the Most High wants you to remember always that he's uh, saved you from your bondage. And why is that important? Because the children of Israel went into bondage several times. Number one, the Most High already said, and this is a prophecy, I'm going to save you from the bondage. Nobody else is going to save you, just me. And everybody's going to see it. That is a current prophecy. Judah, I already told you, Yahuda. They, um, his children are sprinkled all over the four corners of the earth. And they, in the land of their captivity, be, being brought over in bondage. 400 plus years. The Most High, and this is a prophecy that is yet to come to fruition. The Most High said, I'm going to come and I'm going to take you out. And the whole world's going to see it. The whole world is going to see that you are my children. And the heathens and the Gentiles that have been lied to, they're going to say, our fathers lied to us. These are the children? Yeah, honey. Those are the children. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. So he wants you to celebrate the Passover because it's going to happen again. Those 10 plagues that happened in Mizraim, which is bondage, is going to happen again. Oh, the plagues is happening now. Uh, yes. Okay. And you can't just go by that revelation, honey, because there's a few dots that you got to connect 
in order to get the full picture of what's going to go down. And what I mean is you're going to know exactly what the, um, what the, um, the beast and the false prophet is going to look like. You're going to know firsthand what he's going to do to the children, how he's going to torture them. Oh my goodness. It's specific, but everybody just keep um, going with that revelation. Honey, you better get up. You better come higher because there is some prophecies that's telling you exactly what he looked like, exactly what he's going to do, what the children of um, Yasharel is going to do, this, that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You just don't know how to connect those dots. Until the Ruach is dealing with you, you ain't going to know because you keep listening to the devil to tell you to go to Revelation and do this. Oh, yeah, we're going to be caught up in the air because we're going to be raptured. That's not even scriptural. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So um, the children... Wherever they are with the most high, they have to celebrate the Passover whenever the time is, okay? And um, not only them, but whoever, whatever stranger or sojourner that's in their camp at that time, they get to celebrate it too. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you what happens. I'm going to tell you in a minute what, what's going on in regards to why certain um, captains was made. But let me tell you this. I already told you that the children of Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years, right? So the, the Most High made them walk all over the place. Walk here, walk there, do this. Sometimes they stay for a night. Sometimes they stay for three days. Sometimes they stay for a week. So whenever the cloud moved in the day, the children of Israel had to move right along with it. When the Most High said, yeah, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't really say that, but you know, the cloud dissipated and started moving. That's when they supposed to dismantle everything and follow that cloud. So wherever the cloud stopped, that's where they supposed to um, stop. And that's in the day. At nighttime, if that, um, that pillar of fire start doing whatever's moving and doing whatever, they had to do it too. Why was the Most High doing these things? Because they needed discipline and they needed to start listening. That's why. Now I'm going to talk about their walk with the most high. The walk with the most high is disciplining you, getting you ready. This, he does that with all of us. Everybody wants some. Oh, I want a husband. I want a new car. I want this. I want that. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for it? Because it comes with circumstances. The most high will get you ready for it. Because the most high said, I will give you anything. I will give you anything. Yeah, who should say, I will give you, the most high will give you anything in my name. But you got to be ready for it. Not only that, and you got to glorify Yah, whatever it is that you need or want. He said he know what you want and need before you ask for it, but you ain't getting it because you ain't asking. Not only are you not asking, you're not ready for it. Okay? So the Most High in their walk, the children's walk, chapter 10, the Most High is getting them ready for the walk. You need to get ready to serve me. You need to be ready to um, be ready to go to war and have me wipe these people out. You need to get ready for me. This is why the Most High got them walking. Not only that, because they don't listen to nobody. They don't listen to nobody. Okay? They, um, they in, uh, around, in and around Mount Sinai in the wilderness still not listening. Off and on they listening. That's why the Most High don't talk to them. Off and on. So they had to move wherever the most high moved. If I'm moving as a cloud over here, you going over there. If I stay there three days, you going to stay there. 
If I move over here and I'm staying one day, you're going to pop that tent and put it back and do whatever, and we're going to move on to the next place. That's what the Most High had them doing. Now, I know they was murmuring because they was all throughout the whole time. This is why uh, um, that whole line that left Egypt, Ms. Ryan, they didn't go. They didn't go into the promised land because they kept murmuring and complaining. That's another thing. When the Most High, when you feel like the Most High is telling you to do something and you keep complaining and running that mouth of yours, you're going to mess your own blessing up. Anyway, that's another teaching. Now, chapter 10 is the signals for the trumpets. Now, most of the time, the children of Israel had a shofar. What is a shofar? That's that horn of a ram. And they blew that horn. That's for specific reasons. But the Most High wanted the priests to construct a uh, trumpet to blow for certain occasions. I already told you why there's, cap there's captains and this is for war. This is for war and certain um, things that the Most High wanted you to do. So two silver, uh, two silver trumpets was um, constructed by the priests for war. One is for war, various blows to alert various lines for battle. Now, usually, I already told you in the line of Yasharel, who was the biggest and the baddest? Yahuda. So who started when the Most High said, let's go? It's like the Army, Navy, Air Force, the Marines. Who did they send in first? The Marines to decimate everything. You know, they may need a little helicopters or whatever. They'll send the um, Air Force. Those are supposed to be the smartest ones. They'll send them in there to drop bombs, but who's going in there to tear everything up? The Marines. And they'll send the Army and the Navy if there's water around. But the Marines go in first. Okay, special ops. That was Yahuda, the biggest and the baddest. Yahuda's the one who starts it all. He gonna set it off. That's how it was. So various, um, when, when the uh, trumpet um, blows a certain way and something else happens, then those captains of that line will get up and they be ready for war. They already know who they bring because they already did the census. This is what the census is for. I already told you the most high is not a most high of confusion. He want X, Y, and Z, and that's how it's supposed to be. So after, you know, when you, when you blow this trumpet for war, when you hear the trumpet and it's supposed to be blown a certain way with something else happening, you're going to get up out your tent and be ready for war. You don't need to ask no questions. I already told you when you connected with the most high, you already know what you're supposed to do. And there's another one too. Uh, when you blow this, uh, when you blow the trumpet again for a different, I'm gonna read it, but I'm just saying, you blow the trumpet again, and there's another signal that um, is appointed for certain festivals with new moon feasts, fellowship offerings, and memorials to the Most High. That's when that trumpet is blown too. And I'm getting ready to read some to you right now. And it says, the silver trumpet, trumpets is too. And the Most High says to Moses, make two trumpets of hammered silver and use them for calling the community together and for having camp, the camp set out. When both are sounded, the whole community, which is the whole um, Yasharel, is to assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And that's the tabernacle. If only one is sounded, you only sounded one, then the leaders the heads of the clans of Israel, and I'm not going to say clans, 
because this is in regular writing and clans just sound so heathenistic. Your line, okay? Um, the, the heads, the captains of the heads of um, the lines are to assemble before you. He's telling Moses this. When a trumpet blast is sounded and the tribes camping on the east are set out, at the sounding of the second blast, the camps on the south are set out. The blast will be the signal for setting out to gather the assembly, blow the trumpets, but not with the signal for setting out. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpets. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and the generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against the enemy, remember he's the most high is setting them up to go to the land of milk, milk and honey. This is what he's getting them ready while he's in the wilderness with them. Who is oppressing you while you go into battle uh, against who the enemy who's oppressing you? Sound the blast on the trumpets. Then you will be remembered by the most high, your Elohim, and rescue from your enemies. That means when the most high, when you blow them trumpets, remember these are the priests doing it. The most high is saying, we getting ready to go to war and I'm getting ready to decimate these people because um, vengeance is mine. What did the most high say? He said this, vengeance is his. Vengeance ain't yours because a part of the law is that you can't take vengeance on somebody else. And we already know this. There's 613 laws. He said, vengeance is his, not nobody else's. You don't have the power to have vengeance against somebody else. Now, what's happening right now? The heathens is doing this, right? And I already told you, an eye for an eye in the Old Testament, and the Most High will not be mocked. What you sow, you will reap in the New Testament. So don't you worry. Oh, yeah, the Most High is going to avenge you. <laughs> and he said we can ask for judgment. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff we can do as the children of Israel. You just got to learn them. Anyway, like I said, and I'm going to read this again. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpets. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and the generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound the blast on the trumpets. Then you will be, rem you will be remembered by me. Okay? Your Elohim. And I will rescue you from your enemies. That trumpet. Okay. This is why the Most High is getting everybody ready. Getting you consecrated because you mind. That's just like somebody coming after me. Oh, I'm getting ready to wipe you off the face of the earth. Also, in your times of rejoicing, your appointed festivals and new moon feasts, you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. And they will be a memorial for you before the Most High, for I am your Elohim. This is what the trumpets mean. So this is all throughout Old Testament and New. And some people go, well, what does the trumpet mean? Even in Revelation, the angels is blowing the trumpets. So now you understand what the trumpets mean. They mean something. They ain't just blowing them willy-nilly, honey. The Most High is giving them all the information they need in the beginning. And what's happening is people's reading this and they don't know what the heck is going on. They don't know. They don't know why the Most High is doing this and doing that. And then they get to the New Testament because half the time people, when you go to church, the people say, oh yeah, let's um, 
talk about the New Testament. Let's talk about your, your breakthrough and your harvest and all this. Child, you need to know what you need to know. That fake and false um, um, foundation is not really a real foundation because it's not built on truth. It's not built on reality. I already told you the devil fools the whole world. And you going to church and learning that your spirit is starving. It's starving, literally starving. Because you're not getting the word, of the, um, the word of the most high. You're not even getting Yahushua's word. You just know that, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to get a breakthrough. Oh, yeah, it's my time. Now I'm going to get some money. There's so many scriptures that talk about people that the most high is going to get rid of with money. Do not let money lead you out of the next life. And that's basically what these churches is doing. Child, the devil fools the whole world. I already told you that. And in regards to that, because I'm finished this lesson, if anybody have any questions, I just want to say this too. The children of Israel still wandering. They still ain't listening. The most high is beating them into submission. They ain't listening. Sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll listen to some of the, now the Levites are listening, but it's going to come a time when they're going to be real wretched. But right now they listening. The Levites, remember, they set apart. Um, it's going to be a time. You already know that they're not going to listen because we in this position right now. You already know they didn't listen. You know this already. You already know about it. Um, those of you who know the prophecies and those of you who don't, we're going to get to them. But you already know through the prophecies, the most High said that he's going to get his children. I already told you one third of them going to be dead. One third of them went into bondage and one third of them is going to be the, uh, the remnant. Mm -hmm. The most I said this before the foundation of the world because he already knew that nobody was going to listen. He knew this. Nobody. That's why he's only selecting a remnant and he said he's going to weed out the rebels. He didn't already say what he said. Now, next week is part two. Like I said, it is from chapter 10, um, verse 11 to chapter 22. And this, the reason why the Most High is getting them ready in the wilderness is because it's going to be some hell going on once they get into the promised land and once they're there. Because everybody's going to be wanting to kill them. And I already told you, there's an angel that watches over the children of Israel. And in the Testaments of the Twelve, when you read, or if you ever read, and I may, excuse me, just upload it, in Levi, Levi's Testament and Yahuda's Testament, it talks about the angel that watches over them. And if the angel wasn't there, they, will, they wouldn't even be a nation. Now think about that. Think about what happened to the people, the original people was here in the United States and what happened to them. Think about what happened to them. Think about what happened to ancient nations that are no more. And some of these people that came after them that don't look nothing like the original nation that's saying they in the nation. Think about it. Now I ask you, does the devil fool the whole world? And now I'm getting ready to ask you, how does the devil fool the whole world? In every way possible. And I'm getting ready to say this too. Remember when I told you when the husband and wife, they not, remember they, the, whole, um, the whole nation at that time was consecrated to the most high. So if there was any infidelity, which was uh, um, breaking the law, what the most high would say, you bring them to the priest and the priest would make the woman or the man or whoever it is, drink the water with the ashes in it. 
And if you was guilty, you would be rotten from the inside out. Well, before you, uh, before he finished that, when he put his hand on your head and he says those words to the most high, it's kind of like a wedding. You know how you go to the wedding and the priest or the preacher or the minister or whoever's marrying you would say those words. They come from the scriptures. And they, you know, if anybody um, has any um, reason for these people not to get married and then people say me or not, well, this is what happens. When he put his hand on a woman or a man and they supposed to be um, uh, sinning and all that, but nobody know because they doing it in secret. And they was, he would say the words and I'll just say this because I'm just, I'm not saying the actual words, but I'll say, you know, if you, um, the most high, you're going to drink this drink and the most high is going to know whether you sinned or not, even though the most high knew, but the congregation is going to know whether you sinned or not. Matter of fact, let me go to that. Let me go to that. Okay, the curse of infidelity. And then that's going to be it if anybody have any questions. But I, I, I'm going to go to the curse of infidelity. All right. And this is what it says. Hmm, hold on. Uh, where is it? Okay. This is what it says, the curse of infidelity. Now, the test of an unfaithful wife. The Most High says to Moses, speak to Yasharel and tell him if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him so that another man has had sexual relations with her and this is hidden from her husband and her impurity is undetected. If there's feelings of jealousy from the husband and he suspects that his wife is impure then uh, and his jealousy is getting the best of him, then he must take an offering of a tenth of an ephah. I already told you what an ephah was last week. A barley and flour on her behalf. You got to go to the priest. And the priest is doing this. Then you must pour the olive oil in it. And don't pour no incense on it. Because it's a grain offering of jealousy. Everything is specific with the most high. Then render the offering and draw attention to the wrongdoing. The priest then shall bring her and have her stand before the most high. It is a special place within that tabernacle or around about it. You stand in front of the Most High, because remember, the Most High is everywhere. Then he shall take the holy water. Now, where did the priest get that modern day? Holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has his hand on the woman and stands before the Most High, and he's, he shall loosen her hair. And place her hands in the reminder offering, in the grain offering for jealousy, while he himself holds the bitter water, then he brings the curse. Then the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, if no other man has sexual relations with you and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under his curse. May the most high cause you to become cursed among your people when he makes your womb. Hold on. He makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell. 
May this water that brings a curse into your body so that your, Adam, your abdomen swells and your womb miscarries. And what is the woman supposed to do? She's supposed to say, amen, not amen. Because amen means let it be so or so be it. So she's agreeing. Remember, I already told you the devil fools the whole world. He got you saying amen, which is amen, right? When he took that eye out, when it's amen, paleo Hebrew for let it be so. Now I'm gonna keep reading. Then the priest is to write these curses on a scroll. I already told you, they took information down. That's how you know. And then wash them off into the bitter water. He shall make the woman drink the bitter water that brings on the curse. And the water that brings the curse and the curses causes suffering. And it will enter her. That means she's drinking it. The priest will take the cup from her hands and the grain offering for jealousy. And he'll wave it before the most high to the altar. Then the priest shall then take out a handful of grain offering as a memorial. Offering the burnt offering to the altar. After that, he is to have the woman drink the water. If she has made herself impure, that means if she did it and sneaking and been unfaithful to her husband, this will be the result. When she is made to drink the water that brings the curse and causes bitter suffering, it will enter her abdomen and her abdomen will swell in her womb and she'll miscarry and she will become cursed. However, if the woman has not made herself impure and is clean, she will be cleared of all the guilt and be able to have kids, okay? And this is the law of jealousy. When a woman goes astray, makes herself impure. And any uh, feelings of jealousy, this is how it goes down. And the priest will have her stand in front of uh, the Most High and apply the entire law um, for her. And the husband will be innocent of any wrongdoing because you already know the husband is over the wife. That's the curse in, um, in um, Genesis. Since um, Eve partook in the fruit of knowledge and then she tried to get Adam to do it, she's cursed to be under her husband's thumb. Did you ever hear that, um, that, uh, that saying called the rule of thumb? Well, back then it was okay to beat the crap out of your wife. So the rule of thumb is a man will have a thumb and he will put a ruler to his thumb. Say like if the thumb is four inches or five inches from the actual wrist, he could beat her with a ruler that, that many inches, four inches or five inches. He could beat her with it. That's one of the laws that was back in the days, the rule of thumb. Look it up. But anyway, that is it for the first part of numbers. If anybody have any questions or concerns, they can let me know. You can upload it to Spotify. Um, let me know. Like I said, next week is part two. And that's, um, what is this, March? March 26th. Um, like I said, the children of Israel, they don't listen. The devil is still doing what he does. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns, if not, I want you to enjoy your day. Enjoy your Shabbat rest because the most high made this day for you to rest he said you're gonna work six days and one day you're gonna rest just like he does he already told you he took you into his bosom in his womb he already know the children of israel are the apple of his eye and everybody else just spit in the bucket that's an ezra so 
with that, I will say um, Shabbat Shalom and until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening. Thank you.